Greetings from Longtime No See, the podcast. Every week, we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on? A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my God, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. Everything about this moment in history seems uniquely designed to challenge our mental health. We are suffering, we need answers, and we need help. That's why I'm so thrilled to be partnering with Sound Mind Live and Consequence of Sound to host their new podcast series, Going There. I'm Dr. Mike Friedman, clinical psychologist and life coach. With Going There, I will talk with musicians who struggle with their mental health, just like us. After all, mental illness affects us all. And the same artists who have stepped up to share their wonderful work with us are now sharing the intimate details of their journey in living with mental illness. We are going to ask the tough questions, and we're going to have the difficult conversations, all so that we can learn from each other. But more importantly, to shine a light on the difficult topic of mental illness so that we can all come out of the darkness and get the care we need. So we hope you join us on this journey. Going there. The crossroads where music and mental health meet. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, and then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thank you so much for checking us out once again. Uh, if it's your first time here or you're not already a subscriber, I do hope you enjoy what you hear enough to hit that subscribe button. Uh, as we put out a lot of interviews, three new interviews every single week, a brand new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It is seriously a great way to keep up with all of your favorite artists, discover some new ones, and know what's happening in the music world iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Acast, anywhere you'd like to get your podcast from. 
Just type in Kyle Meredith with subscribe. We'll take care of the rest. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, I'm going to be talking with Brian Wheats of the band Tesla. He has just released his autobiography, Son of a Milkman. We're going to be talking about uh, what brought it on, what brought writing a book on at this point of his career. Uh, it actually uh, stretches all the way back to early on in his Tesla career when he was looking for a source of therapy. Um, that also bridges into some of the darker parts of it. Uh, Brian, at the height of Tesla's fame, was suffering from uh, bulimia, anxiety, depression. Uh, that is uh, talked about uh, in detail in this book. I, I do want to talk about what it was like for him at the time, what it was like writing about it, and his state now. You know, he's come out on the other side, but it's a, it's definitely still uh, something that he has to battle on a consistent basis, you know, to keep his mental health in check. Uh, on the brighter side of things, his all-time greatest idol, Paul McCartney, of course, just released a brand new record, uh, McCartney 3. I want to talk about McCartney's influence on his career. I want to talk about the day that he met him in England. But I also want to hear what he thinks about the, uh, the new McCartney record. So that's going to be in here as well. Let's get into this. It's Kyle Meredith with Brian Wheat of Tesla. Hey, buddy. How are you? First off, uh, congratulations, son of a milkman. Uh, I know a book is not the easiest thing to do, but uh, it's it's a hell of a read. Congratulations on this. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. What, was, uh, what made this time to finally tell your story? I think the fact that Tesla's, uh, you know, entering into its 36th year as a band was one of the large parts of it. Uh, and the other part is that I was encouraged to write a book when I was in my 20s and uh, by my doctor when I was doing therapy, and uh, which I liked the idea, but back then I don't think anyone would have wanted to read a book by a guy that's only put two records out, <laughs> right? So, 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 so now when you're at you know 15 records out in 36 years in the business, it's a bit more, I think, enticing to, to read a book by that guy. Well, there's a, a, definitely a lot more story to tell these days, and you cover a lot of ground. Uh, the light moments, the celebratory moments, the dark moments, too. And, and, of course, I want to ask about those in a minute, what it was like writing about those. But I, I, I was thinking, though, you know, one of the more lighthearted moments of the book is um, beyond your own story, who may get the most mentioned in this book is, is not even a Tesla band member, but uh, a Beatle himself, Paul McCartney. Which, I don't want to assume anything, but how important is Paul McCartney's music to your career? Because it sounds like it's pretty paramount. Well, I'm of the opinion, if you believe in God, that on the eighth day, God created Paul McCartney. <laughs> so that's how important Paul McCartney is to me. Yeah. Have, you, um, have you heard the latest record, I should ask? I love it. I think it's really, really wholesome, if that's the word I want to use. You know, it's just him, him doing what he does. And his voice sounds sounds real good on this one. Uh, you know, I was a bit worried on the on the last one. I thought, oh, he's getting old, man. He, you know, he, his voice is going. You know, people got to remember one thing about Paul McCartney. He's seventy eight years old, right? Okay, and he's been singing like a bird since he was fourteen years old. And all of a sudden, he can't hit some of the notes that he used to hear. And then people want to criticize him for it. It's like. Give me a break, man. <laughs> and uh, I was really, really happy that, you know, his voice was really, I thought it sounded really good on this one. And, and his playing song was, you know, great. And it, to me, it reminded me of a lot of McCartney 1 and even uh, an album called Flaming Pie he did in the 90s. So I'm enjoying the record uh, an awful lot. I, I'm, I'm so happy for him. 
It's always great to hear from him. And, and, and again, reading the stories about, you know, what he meant to you growing up and, and, and inspiring you, you know, to, to play bass and, and the chance encounter you had finally meeting him in London. I mean, what are the odds that you're going to look up and see him in his own building? Like, how crazy was that? Well, man, that was, that, that was God, dude. That's all I can tell you, man. Uh, I mean, what are the odds, right? <laughs> There's this kid that idolizes Paul McCartney and goes to London and just, and that 10-minute window happens to connect. That, you know, I mean, that's that's just, that's cosmic, man. It's crazy. And like I said, there, there are some great moments like that all throughout uh, Son of a Milkman, this new book. There are also the heavier moments that we were alluding to a minute ago. Uh, you talk about uh, depression, anxiety, and dealing with uh, bulimia and, and weight issues. That's not something that we hear about much with guys. You know, it's mostly with women that we hear about. Did you have any guidance through that? I mean, what, you know, can you talk a little bit about no, that? No, no, man. It was, uh, to be honest, it was my deep, dark secret at the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I didn't have any guidance, man. You know, and... Uh, I'd actually, for five years, I was doing it, and uh, no, no, there was no, uh, you, you know, just what I did to, to stay thin, you know. And it was a guy that told me about it, you know. It wasn't like a girl that told me about it, but it was a guy. So you'd be surprised at how many guys were doing this, you know. It was a guy in another rock band, to be quite honest with you, so... I'm like, wow, really? Stick your toothbrush down your throat? Okay, okay, I'll give that a whirl. You know, it's horrible. Uh, You know, but I managed to overcome it, and I, you know, I think by 1994, I I had stopped. But, you know, 88, 89, 90, 91, 92, 93, those years, I was bulimic, you know. But eating and purge, eating and purge, eating and purge. And I'm sure it had like some some long lasting effect on on my body. It's, you know, it's not good for you. So, right. you know, who knows? Just to to be at the height to have to to have to balance whatever you know joy that you're supposed to be experiencing with the success that Tesla was getting around that time with with something like that. And and you do you go on to talk about the depression and anxiety. I, I can't imagine dealing with that as a touring artist. It's enough to have anyone to deal with that. You're just you know, who's a homebody or whatever, but to, to be constantly on the run like that. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Uh, you know, it's, I feel like you're so fortunate to make it through the other side and you, you may feel the same. Well, I do. I do feel fortunate that I made it through the, you know, the anxiety, the depression, the bulimia, the drugs, you know, and I'm still sitting here today at 58 and yeah, I still battle, you know, um, mm-hmm. anxiety and depression and, I have ulcerative colitis, which is an autoimmune disease, which attacks the colon, and that can be very unpleasant at times. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm proud to say that the drugs and the bulimia are gone. Mm. They haven't been around for a long, long time. But I still have, you know, things to deal with. But I'm the kind of guy that I just say, okay, well, this is this is the hand I'm dealt. This is what I got to do, and let's go. Let's let's go to work. Yeah. And, and I do it. I put my head down, and I go for it. And, some days are better than others, and some days aren't. And you know, but that's life. That's that's the way life is. You know, life isn't one big smooth carpet ride. Well, again, you know, I, I don't want to paint it like it's a completely dark picture that makes up this book. There's lots of great moments here. No, no, about- look, I'm a very 
I'm a very, very happy guy. I have a beautiful life. The last thing I want anyone to do is feel sorry for Brian Wheat. Don't feel sorry for me at all. I'm luckier than hell. But, you know, if I can help some people by sharing these stories, then I'm happy to do it. Well, they're, they are, they're beautiful stories, man. Again, how hearing how you guys did five-man acoustic jam, even the, you know, Busta Nuts, you know, that story, I've always been interested in hearing that part of the, the career and everything. I mean, it paints such a wide picture of, of such a successful career that you all have had. It's a great story. And it's one that's co- still continuing uh, with shock, you know, from uh, the last year, 2019. Mm-hmm. I know that's not so old, but we love that record right there. Uh, I'll wrap up by asking you, has the pandemic allowed you all to work on any new music? Has it, has it presented that, or is it sort of break time? No, 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 it's been break time. Although I did see Jeff Keith last week, we had we had lunch together um, and spent spent the afternoon together. That was really nice. I, I you know I miss those guys, but I haven't seen Frank, Dave, or Troy since last year. We will look forward to whatever happens next with you all. Uh, we're such big fans of what you have done. And again, it's an amazing story, son of a milkman. Brian, congratulations on this book and everything, all the accomplishments in the past. It's been great talking to you once again. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Now, it was only back in 2019, the last time that uh, Brian and I spoke, and it's when Tesla had just released their record, Shock, which, uh, of course, we alluded to in this uh, this uh, previous interview here. Uh, he and I got to talk about its many different sounds, uh, Phil Collins producing and co-writing, uh, and uh, speaking of Phil Collins, Def Leppard's occasional influence on Tesla's songs. They've always been kind of talked about as the, the big brother band to Tesla. And what their Hall of Fame induction says about the 80s rock scene. So I'm going to include it here. Here, part two of Kyle Meredith with Brian Wheats of Tesla. Hey, how you doing, man? I'm all right. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Congratulations on the uh, the new Tesla record, man. Oh, thank you very much. I enjoyed the the, the songs we've heard. Uh, you know, especially those first three teaser tracks that came out. I kind of want to dig into this too because uh, you know I was searching through the Facebook and all that, and and I noticed one quote that really stood out because. You know, Phil, Colin, who is a part of this with you, are, call, are calling this record a modern-day Sergeant Pepper. Is that is that far off? Well, that's Phil. <laughs> <laughs> that's Phil's comment. Don't hold me to that. You know, that's a pretty bold statement. I I I I, I wouldn't say that. That that you know, that's that's Phil Collins' statement, and and I can't be held accountable <laughs> for calling it a, the modern-day Sergeant Pepper. I'll say it's Tesla in 2019, but, um, you know, no, I'm not going to say it's Sergeant Pepper. Someone might take that the wrong way and think I'm a really arrogant prick. <laughs> no, I got you. But but I do see where he's coming from in a way because, you know, there is a lot of different sounds on this record. I mean, like I said, even from those first three, the, the differences between Shock and Taste Like and, and California Summer Song, which, you know, California Summer Song, that, that really kind of showcases... You know, um, I don't know. It, it feels even different than anything you all have done before. Where did that one come from? It is. It is. It is different than anything we've done before. And you know, that was the thing. You know, with this album, it's like let's let's try and do some new things that we haven't done before. You know, and that that probably being the highlight of a new road that we haven't been down. You know, I mean, it started out with Frank, and then you know, with with any of these. Um, songs on this album if it was frank's idea or it was my idea or you know, dave rude's idea basically we would go to phil and then finish the song with phil so in the past where we may have gotten in a room and just hashed it out for a couple weeks these songs were way more crafted in the sense of you know 
learn while we're on tour because we've been on tour with Def Leppard for three consecutive summers. And, you know, the last summer and a half is when we made this record. And, you know, putting together the song and then, you know, going to California on the breaks and going into my studio and, and actually recording it and stuff. So the process was over a year and a half it took to make. And then actually, you know, sat for a while while we got the record company stuff together and, you know, did another deal with Universal and then having to get, you know, the release schedule and all this, that, and the other. But that's how that song came together. Yeah. You know, it was, it, was, it was Frank's, you know, idea, and then him and Phil worked on it from there. Would I be far off then, uh, the other side of the spectrum was something like Taste Like. I mean, this actually feels like a bit more of that classic sound, you know, that maybe we've known in the past. Yeah, that that that's true. That one came from Phil, and then I worked on the bridge, and you know we put that one together. You know, so it was wherever the idea came from didn't matter. We just you know made it the best it could be, whoever's idea it was. But yeah, that that definitely has a, a, a you know maybe an earlier uh, Tesla vibe to it. You know, ACDC, Def yeah. Leppard, whatever. I mean, some people say, oh, you know, Phil's turned them into sounding like Def Leppard. Well, we've sounded like Def Leppard many years. I mean, if you go back to our first album, Easy Come, Easy Go, sounds like Def Leppard. Something like Song and Emotion sounds a whole lot like Def Leppard. Def Leppard have always been a big influence on us. We used to cover their songs when we were City Kid. I mean, they, they're they being inducted into the Hall of Fame this year. That's got to say something about your class and era of bands. I, I, don't, know, I don't know. Do you feel like the, like the... I mean, a lot of people say that, you know, this era getting its due is well overdue. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you got Bon Jovi in there. You got, you know, Def Leppard. You got Metallica. You got Guns N' Roses. You know, so, so yeah. The you know premier bands of that time are are getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So I think it's great. You know, I was, I was happy to see Cheap Trick get in there. Oh, absolutely. That was way over, way overdue. I know we romanticize that time in rock a lot. Is it as different as it seems these days versus you know? <laughs> through the vision of music videos of 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 eighties past, well, it, it has changed. It's a, you know, look, we first came out, MTV was everywhere, and, and rock was all over the place, and now it's it's you know a bit harder to find, but it's all cyclical, and it was like that in in the late seventies, you know, or think about when disco was at the forefront, rock, you know, people were saying rock was dead, but you know, it, it keeps coming back around, and you know, rock music has been there since rock music has been there. I think it's always going to be a form of music that's going to, you know, appeal to a certain amount of people. Well, you guys put out some uh, some great records all through the years. I mean, and, and and shock included in that. But noticing the the big anniversaries rolling around as usual. I mean, the great radio controversy hits thirty this year, and Bust a Nut twenty fifth. I know you know the focus is probably on the new record, but do you take also some time to to celebrate the big moments? Yeah, of course we do. You know, I mean, you know, and then Five Man Acoustic Jam will be thirty next year, so. Yeah, I mean, you know, you start realizing you're getting old. <laughs> when you start looking at those things, you know, you go, wow, that was 30 years ago? Holy shit. Yeah, I mean, we do, we do. But, I mean, you know, right now the focus is the new album, you know. Uh, well, I guess it's the 14th or 15th. I, I a lot of count, but I think it's one of the two. Yeah. It's either 14 or 15, you know, 35 years down the road or 34 years. Who'd have thought? Oh, it's impressive for any band to make it that long. So, you know, complete congratulations on that. But but seriously, you know, to, to still be riding at this caliber, it, it is impressive. And, and, and hearing what you all are doing, you know, I, I really, really enjoy it. And, 
you know, and uh, kind of tying it all together. So, so congratulations on this one, and, and you know, thank you. No, thank you. Thank you very much. I mean, you know, it's what we do, so we don't really know how to do anything else. We, we're not airplane pilots. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do. You know, we do what we do. What we, do. we go in there and we, we try to come up with the best possible stuff we can, and hopefully people will enjoy it. So hopefully they'll enjoy this album. All right, man. Brian, it was a pleasure talking to you. Thanks so much again, and uh, and congratulations. Thank you. Take care. And again, my thanks, Brian Weed. The autobiography is called Son of a Milkman. Thanks to you for checking out this episode and the series. Again, I, I hope you hit subscribe if you're not already. Uh, so we can keep you up to date on all the interviews that we put out three times a week. iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Acast, or wherever you like to get your podcasts from. After that, please do head over to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show starting 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. Song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, and bonus interviews. Again, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all three of them, at Kyle Meredith. I do hope you like and follow along there as well. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. I'm Lior Phillips, host of This Must Be The Gig. We're a weekly podcast that documents everything about the world of live music. Speaking with choreographers, costume and set designers, the people who run beloved venues and festivals, and, of course, speaking with musicians about that one gig that changed their lives. Get your peek behind the curtain at consequenceofsound.net, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.